There's a big difference between starting a new year and starting the same year over. Now let that sink in for a minute. Ask yourself, are you doing new things to reach new goals? Or will you do the same old things in this new year and activate some Groundhog Day experience all year round? I was talking with a CTO of like a $2 billion IT company, and he was sharing how his CFO has brought to his attention they had been declining in customer acquisition and retention and LTV, which is lifetime value, for the last for years this two billion dollar brand has been stuck in their ways doing the same things thinking the legacy of what they were in the golden years which is carry everyone through another year once again there was no sense of urgency and there was such a resistance to invest in real creative marketing initiatives and instead continue dumping more money, most of their budget, into paid advertisements and lean in on existing business with contacts, retiring, where you have no recognition and you become more of an expense than a value add. Now pause. Let's jump out of the story and break the fourth wall for a second. Do you trust that your current clients, that your current customers see you as a value add entering this new year? Or because they got to look at their budgets and plan for 2024, they see you more of an expense. Stockton to the mailman. D-Wade to LeBron. Alley-oops can't happen without dynamic chemistry. Mahomes throwing a Kelsey, and even the Taylor Swift fans go wild. Receiving touchdowns are just drops without the perfect pass and catch. Double plays will never turn without coordination. And your leads go nowhere if you aren't on the same page with sales. Ooh, you like that? See what I did there? Sales super teams aren't built overnight, but I think we all know that. They require unicorn level talent hours upon hours of training, huge and maybe even bottomless budgets, and the perfect mix of impossible luck and 24-7 work. Or you could just try a better sales platform. I get it, and let me tell you, HubSpot gets it too. That's why they created Sales Hub. It's an all-on-one platform filled with all the tools and all the insights to deliver the personalized comms people are actually looking for. Smarter prospecting, check. Faster revenue, yep. Scales with you, sure does. Plus, with tons of AI-powered features, teams can spend less of the day on boring, time-sucking tasks and focus more on growing the relationships that actually matter most. And we know your old platform (laughs) just ain't making a cut, sitting on the bench. Ain't an all-star, ain't primetime, ain't doing it. It's cumbersome, it's expensive, it's causing a rift between marketing and sales. I could go on, but I digress. So let's focus on the keys to winning. 
Are you ready to help your sales team reach all-star selling status? <laughs> With Sales Hub, closing deals is no big deal. Head to HubSpot.com sales to try it for free now. CTO I was talking to, he was saying this is their third CMO that this $2 billion IT company has hired in the last four years. Now, I don't know the ratio of time, but three CMOs in four years is a lot. And to add to that, this is their second CFO in the last six years. So within a six-year span, you switch CMO three times, CFO second time, two times. And the CTO is just expressing this. So you're Switching executive leadership in such a micro level as a $2 billion IT company that doesn't want to make change or embrace change, but have unrealistic more growth year in and year out. Hmm. That sounds like giving new talent no power. That sounds like bringing in no outside support to help. That sounds like doing the same things, but hoping for a better outcome. As the CTO was expressing this to me, I was... Sharing in about some creative strategies and some diverse ways to do some GTM or go-to-market initiatives and marketing strategy and all those things to uh, help with brand repositioning and some fresh takes. Uh, the conversation went really well, and he was very impressed and excited to explore the possibility of us working together. Ironically, I actually had the chance to talk to a few of these leaders from their global division in the UK, in Germany, in France, and in Sweden. And they all defaulted to the air quotes, this is always how it's been, but desperately want air quotes, new results. Doing the same thing and hoping for a new result is what? I'll let you say it, I won't say it. Now understand this, anything new comes from doing something new or doing something old in a new way. I'm gonna say it again. Anything new comes from doing something new or doing something old in a new way. You need to integrate something into the equation to create a new experience to achieve a new outcome. And if you don't do that, no outcome that is new can therefore be created. Now, they showed me their trajectory the last six years. <laughs> and I simply said, well, you don't have to do a lot of planning if you're going to remain on the same course. This year, 2024, will just end up looking like last year or worse because remember, they've been on a decline for the last six years. And I said, my hope for them, as well, I'm hoping for those who are listening, those who are in the positions of power, those who are trying to navigate their budget, navigate how their strategy and the go-to market is going to be and all the things. This year, if you've always put off investing in things and people and solutions designed to help you achieve something new, maybe this year, try it. Maybe it's time to finally walk into something new. What's up, digital world? You're listening to the I Digress audio experience with Troy Sandin. Social media, marketing, storytelling, business, culture, and more. Coming to you in three, two, one. Speaking of new, most times when you present how I find, I'll put it on myself. When I'm entering a lot of these executive leadership rooms and I am for lack of better terminology, essentially pitching my value, expressing how I can serve and articulating ways in which we can partner together to achieve their goals and me and my team serving as a vessel to do so. 
And again, we're anchoring on how do we make something new for something old? We gotta either got to do it in a new way or do something totally new to compensate. You first have to help people be on the same page. And many executive minds, they're doing a lot of things. But that doesn't necessarily mean they are the right things. When I need to anchor people together, people who are used to just checking things off a list and just subconsciously just staying busy and thinking the new that we talked about is going to occur. And so y'all know me. If you're new to the podcast, I speak in mnemonics and acronyms and analogies. If you're an OG from I digress, you know the drill. (laughs) Well, let's anchor an analogy to show where we're at. Question. Did you achieve perfect attendance in school? Or did you know someone who did? They may say, yes, I did. Or like, begrudgingly, no, I, I, I didn't. But Susan did. Todd did. Okay. Anchor point. Now, would you say achieving that perfect attendance equated to being the smartest person in the class? Oh, no. Uh, George over there barely, you know, missed a lot of attendance. And he just got it. He just knew everything was going on. He just had it together. I'm like, yeah, probably not. What good is perfect attendance? If you don't learn anything, just because you attended the school every day, if you didn't consume, if you didn't be active, if you didn't embrace learning, you would not retain anything. So the measure of perfect attendance, therefore, does not equate to the goal we're actually trying to achieve. Therefore, the measure of what success looks like in this case is not perfect attendance. It's your retention of information, declaring you have a mastery or an adequate skill level of the material. Now, let's skip and do one more example. Let's go to the gym. If you checked off going to the gym every single day, would you be proud? Shoot, (laughs) most of us listening, and I would too, would certainly be proud. But if you didn't do anything at the gym but go, you wouldn't have any results. Hmm. So if you praise the effort of going without the effort to do what really matters, the measurement of going every day is irrelevant and meaningless. Again, it's irrelevant and meaningless if the effort that you're measuring against does not subsequently lead to what you're trying to achieve. Therefore, you are literally on a hamster wheel, doing a lot, exerting a lot of energy and your displacement, you're not going anywhere. You're in the same spot. You're running in place. Now, we take that same analogy, that same framing, and that same feeling you're feeling might be right now in this moment and swipe it over like you're dragging a tab over it and put it on the screen about your business. Many of you are staying busy, doing all the things, and complaining about not getting any results. The many will stay busy doing anything and getting nowhere fast. But the mighty few are busy doing actual activities that will drive the results. And in most people who listen to this podcast, most people who are in business, who are agency owners, you in it for the revenue. I want my revenue to go up. Okay. So ask yourself, are you simply achieving perfect attendance at your computer every day? Are you just showing up at the gym every single day? And now let's switch gears. Are you just showing up on LinkedIn, scrolling on the gram, posting just to be posting? Ooh, look, I posted a new video on YouTube. Ooh, look, I posted a new video on TikTok. Ooh, look, I posted a new reel on Instagram. Okay, going through your checklist of, ooh, I'm sending out cold outreach. Do, 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 do. None of it is actually contributing to your immediate or long-term business goals. Is it? Only you know that. I don't have your receipts. So I have three questions for you. Again, we're anchoring from looking at something new. 
And to do something new, you have to do something old in a new way or embrace a whole new process. And what I've just done is break this mold that when you look at your activities, it may not suffice for where your goals are. Salt and sugar look exactly the same. They taste different. The effort that you're doing and the effort that may be required to get to where you really want to go may look in your mind the same, but they're weighted differently. So my three questions for you. What are your RGAs, your revenue generating activities? Question number two, what are your CBAs, your community building activities? And question number three, how much time and effort are you spending on them? Now many, and I mean many, leaders, business owners, all the things will call you with the idea that busyness is okay. And I'm here to tell you on this podcast, through this mic, to your ears, through your speakers, however you are consuming, busyness is not okay. Busyness is not an answer. It is a state of being. And it's one that it's not ideal. How are you doing? Oh, I'm just busy. How's the company? Oh, we're busy. Um, I can't measure that. Can you be more specific? Again, busyness is not the right answer. <laughs> I'm going to give you the answer to the test, okay? Being productive is the right answer. And the only way to be productive is by measuring against things that actually matter. Have accountability and work with an intense sense of urgency. So I'm challenging you. If you want to embrace something new and achieve something new and be about something new, it's time for you to get out of your busy season <laughs> and enter your growth season. And speaking of seasons, this might be the perfect time to express and address the elephant in the room of what Troy Sanich, your friendly neighborhood strategy hacker, has been cooking up. Well, I launched an experiential marketing collective with my co-founder and managing partner, Christina Kane, called Season 3 Media. You can go check it out at season3media.com. What I've been navigating and what I've been experiencing and what I'm trying to embrace my purpose and intersect that with my passion and intersect that with my strategy and my experiences and all the things that I love into this one nucleus that has been now Season 3 Media. What does season three media do? We help you grow, essentially. But we lean on event-led growth. We lean on revenue-driven growth. We lean on community-building growth. Now, the ways that we expand on that, events, since COVID, events have always been relevant, but they're more relevant now more than ever. And events are the easiest way to connect to the masses and create an experience that sits in the minds and the hearts of all the decision makers in the room to carry that little spark that may become a flame in the idea of a lot of businesses that I need to work with this brand. I want to support this brand. I want to use their products. I want to use their service because they align something with me and my soul. The, the fire is blossoming. So we capture that magic and help you navigate that through experiences, whether it's virtual events, in-person events, whether it's through media, whether it's through how you operate. It's all an experience. Outbound to your inbound, those who consume your content, it's all about experience. And when you can conjure up the right balance of experiential marketing, you will see phenomenal, sustainable, and scalable results. So if you're interested, go check out season3media.com. And inquire about what our team can do to help you grow.
let you in on a little secret. Brands are becoming more human. But for brands to become more human, it requires the entrepreneurs, the leaders, and the founders to express more what's going on in their human minds. Chris Savage, host of Talking Too Loud, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals, who is also Wistia's CEO and the loudest talker, as the name projects, takes you inside the minds of entrepreneurs as they share the hilarious, formative, and most challenging aspects of building more human brands. We're talking inside the creative journey, why better vision leads to better products, the lowdown on growth strategies, getting intentional, resonance overreach, the future of design work, and I can go on and on and on. If any of this resonates, I encourage you to go listen to Talking Too Loud wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to the topic at hand. We talked about how to embrace something new. We anchored in on we want to avoid busyness and embrace productivity. We talked about how we want to really grow. We have to analyze, is our activities generating revenue? Is our activities building community? Do our efforts measure up to where we're honestly trying to go? And no, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but just because the year changed from three to a four, (laughs) and it's technically a new year, that doesn't mean people forget what didn't work. You're going to throw the same thing against a wall and hope it sticks. And if it didn't stick last year, it still won't stick this year. But I digress. The anchor point I want you to comprehend, the anchor point I want you to hold on to, the anchor point I want you to take away from this whole experience of an episode is to do the mental work. Uh, people remember from a few episodes ago, my six eyes, do the introspection to lead the investigation, to start the initiation, to run the integration, to complete the implementation, and drive the innovation. Come on now. Investigation, initiation, integration, implementation, innovation, and introspection. That's how I want people to look at how they measure and make their plan for the year. And speaking of plan, let's look at your map. Let's look at your SGR. Let's look at your MTIB. Troy, what is that? (laughs) Let's look at your marketing action plan. Let's look at your strategic growth roadmap. Let's look at your MarTech integration blueprint. Three essential pillars of how you navigate and grow your business. Is your marketing action plan up to par? Are you strategically aligned with your growth roadmap? Are we looking at a business that's made 127 MRR and now we want to increase that by like 50 MRR and is that net based off of last year's goals or is that net based off of this year's budget? And is our sales team, is our customer success team intact to handle that? Are they performing well or do we need to spend more time optimizing that first before we operate in a new dimension, a new elevation to achieve more growth? And then with all that happening, is our MarTech integration, our marketing technology, the tools and all the products that we use, is it going to be sustainable for the new growth that we are trying to achieve. So the one question I always ask anyone who I work with (laughs) throws them off. They tell me the number, what they want to achieve. I always ask them, okay, if I snap my fingers like Thanos, do you believe that where you currently are, you can handle that amount of growth? Oh, I want this amount of money. Oh, I want this amount of revenue. I want this amount of profitability. Okay, bet. Let's say I snap my fingers and you get it today. 
Can you handle that? No, we would crash. Well, then you're not operating from a place of growth and abundance to achieve. You're operating at a deficit, hoping and wishing and praying for more money to rain down from the sky, but you aren't prepared. You're not ready to do that. And that is the problem. So let me spit you some game. When you're trying to do something new, when you're trying to grow and scale your business in a sustainable, more equitable, more diverse way, achieving more while sustaining what you have, while maintaining that same elevation, Let's go from the A's to the E's on how to build a sustainable, scalable, efficient growth ops, marketing ops, revenue ops organization driven by growth, but in a way that is sustainable. For those who don't know, I'm an author. I wrote the book Strategize Up. You can actually buy your copy at strategizeupbook.com. In that, for those who have the book, and if you turn to page 13, I explain the A's to E's on sustainability. There are certain things you need to focus your efforts on. That's activating your mindset, accelerating your momentum, adjusting your marketing, actualizing your mission, articulating your message, and accumulating more money to achieve more freedom. Again, hold that thought. All this is happening while you are eliminating unnecessary risks, eradicating seemingly insurmountable obstacles, embracing better systems and practices, embarking on what's possible versus limiting what we can achieve, energizing every aspect of your business from process to teams, and entering the next level of growth and success. All that to say, remember I said earlier, most people operate from a deficit and they're looking at where they want to be, but they're not thinking and operating like they are there. They're operating where they are currently. Therefore, they don't have the sense of urgency to modify and adjust, to expand so they can grow. The truth, and this is the honest truth, for you to achieve the newness, the profitability numbers, the revenue numbers, the growth, the community, the following, whatever your ideal measurement and metrics are for your business, for your organization, for your marketing, for your sales team, whatever the case might be, it does require you to look at your cup, your capacity, your utility, and your performance. Do you have the capacity for the growth that you desire in your business? Most people say yes, but the numbers would suggest otherwise. And the reality and the truth is that we have to create the capacity or adjust our goals to match what we can do as a capacity. Instead of pursuing 25% net new growth this year, maybe that's 15% net new growth. Now again, goals can change. Most times people think I set a goal and I'm never going to achieve, I'm going to go down. Well, goals can be set and you realize halfway through the year, we can actually achieve even more. But it's understanding your capacity and then it's understanding your utility. How are we going to orchestrate and operate what we have, use the utility of it to achieve. And then what are our measuring stick? How do we measure our performance? How do we got our performance? If we anchor all back to the beginning of this episode, I don't wanna deal with perfect attendance. I wanna deal with retention of information. I just wanna go to the gym, just go to the gym. I wanna see results. I wanna be slimmer, I wanna be faster, I wanna be stronger. Same thing in your business. What are the actual measurements to judge your performance honestly, to not stay busy and embrace being productive? in the hope that in our equation, we'll do the right variables to then create something new from doing something new, embracing something new, or taking something old and doing it in a new way. We want to be new. We want to be different. We want to be better. And that requires change. You don't grow without change. Full stop. So stop resisting change. 
Stop procrastinating change. Stop putting the change off. Now, how you roll out that change, how you educate on the new implementations and the practices to embrace that change, how you operate and market and sell within that change or about that change, whether it's a change of product or service, change of offering, change of clientele, change of ICP, change of direction. That's where a strategy comes in. That's where a marketing action plan comes in. That's where a strategic growth roadmap comes in. That's where all these different things, your MarTech integration blueprint comes in. That's where you assess what your audience and what the market demand is. You look at your top of phone and go all the way down. When you look at your cup, your capacity, your utility, your performance, I'm trying to add to that cup, add being audience that takes direction. They're going to tell you what you need to add, what you need to adjust, what you need to modify to therefore then provide value that meets the demand that scales your business. Now, I know it's a lot. I'm sorry, but I promise you. If you found value in this episode, let me know. Tag me at FindJoy or tag at IDigressFM wherever you see or follow myself or the Adigress account. Do know that I listen, that when people tag me, that when they leave reviews, I'm consuming, I'm reading, and I'm also activating, accelerating, adjusting, actualizing, articulating, and accumulating different things in order to bring you new value to this podcast. And speaking of new, we are really close to Adigress 100th episode. And so I ask you as a listener of the Adigress, whether this is your first time, your first experience with me, or you've been here as an OG, let me know what was your favorite episode? What was your favorite topics that's been on this journey? I would really appreciate that. And I may even address it on another episode of I Digress. Sending you positive vibes, good energy, and embracing newness through change to achieve growth in this new year. I'm wishing you all the best and I'll see you next time. And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Digress. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Troy on social media? You can find him on all platforms at Find Troy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you're listening. Looking for a marketing strategist to build the structure, strategies, and systems you need to get the success you want and the ROI you desire in your business? Book a discovery call to talk with Troy at findtroy.com. And as Troy's philosophy goes, imagination is the engine, content is the fuel, social media is the highway, marketing is the roadmap, sales is the destination, culture is the GPS. Thanks for listening. Hey!